from legendary locals we all know to people you should get to know. Follow Ipswich Today on your favourite app and never miss an episode or go to ipswichtoday.com.au. Coming up, Mayor Harding bitterly disappointed debate was shut down by a procedural motion. A six-month CBD free parking trial to start in October. A school speed zone decision overturned. And the Commonwealth Hotel reconstruction finally moves to a start. It's Monday, July 6, 2020, and I'm Alan Roebuck. Welcome to Ipswich Today, which acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which it is produced and pays respects to elders past, present and emerging. This podcast is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australians since 1999. In an unusual move, Ipswich City Council had two meetings on June 30th. The budget meeting was held at 9.30am and was covered in the previous episode. And the ordinary meeting of council held at 12.30pm. Others may know the answer to this, but it could be the first time in history Council held two formal and separate meetings on the one day. In this podcast, further discussion on committee reports and recommendations shut down by a procedural motion by Andrew Fechner, which clearly ambushed the Mayor. Move on to item 9. Just through the Mayor, I would like to propose a procedural motion. Yes. Um, that we accept the recommendations of the General Purposes Committee uh, for items uh, 9 through 25, excluding item number uh, 23, um, without further discussion. For a new councillor, it sounded somewhat well prepared in advance. It may be possible Councillor Fechner was coached by a more experienced colleague in the finer points of meeting procedures. The Mayor spoke passionately against the motion. Um, For those speaking against, I'll speak against this motion. Um, This is part of the reason why I think in the beginning I did vote against having the the General Purposes Committee and and the Ordinary Committee as as it is because it did diminish this Ordinary Committee. This is the decision-making body, not the General Purposes Committee. Um, This is the way that the... as as under the Local Government Act. Um, There are certain things, whilst I raised the General Purpose Committee last week, that I've on reflection would like to discuss with the council officers and, and bring to the table here. It does mean we've doubled up on things. That is that is the result of our current committee structure. So I think it would be remiss of us and lack transparency if we push these through as a batch of all these items to going through one at a t- uh, go going forward together. Um, there's certainly questions I wish to ask about the tender consideration plan for the procurement of credit services and other ones. And I'll be very disappointed if um, I'm if I'm not to, if I'm not able to speak to those um, at the ordinary council meeting where we make our decisions. It was more than a little interesting which councillors voted to shut down debate and discussion at the ordinary council meeting. They were councillors Fechner, Madsen, Jonick, Ireland and Tully. It's not the first time this group of councillors has voted in a block against the views held by the Mayor. Just before we have the vote, I'll just say again, I think this is lacking transparency by doing a batch. Um, it's, I think, a real flaw in the way that the committee structure is currently set up, which I did vote against in our very first meeting. And I think it's uh, disenfranchising our, um, our certainly this, this particular committee. 
um, in going forward. It's important to note the council meeting is the final decision-making body that accepts or rejects recommendations presented by the committees. Sometimes circumstances can change between the committee meetings and the council meetings and follow-up discussion and debate is required in the interests of full transparency. I believe this move to shut down debate was more about embarrassing the Mayor rather than simply moving the meeting forward to save time. A six-month trial of free parking in Ipswich CBD will start later this year, although there were some confusing moments in the chambers when the start date was discussed. I mean, we could change it to seven months for that particular one or not. Councillor Madston? I'm of the view that we should keep it simple and sincere and align those trials from a communications perspective, from the view of how it'll be for council officers, I think that that's the easiest way to implement it. Um, I agree. I think the, the officers have said they need until mid-September. I think it's for us to do this would be um, unreasonable. Any other views? <coughs> so I'll put the amendment to the, from the 1st of September. Councillor Tully's amendment. The Councillor Tully's amendment for the 1st of September. Um, those in favour, please raise your hand. So we've got Councillor Doyle, Councillor Island and Councillor Tully. Those against? Myself, Councillor Fechner, Councillor Madsen, Councillor Johnnick, Councillor Milligan and Councillor Kunzelman. The motion is not passed, so we'll go back to the original motion. Original motion. Councillors adopted that the free parking trial start in October. Council's Materials Recovery Plan was passed with the addition of calling for a feasibility report on mulching green waste and making it available to residents. Community consultation was also a priority in the overall plan. Councillor Andrew Fechner. Um, just that I look forward to the community consultation um, in preparation for the new Materials Recovery Plan. I know that um, Councillor Doyle and myself have um, an extremely large concerned um, constituent base that really want and wish to be consulted on this. Um, I think that the community can come to a mutually beneficial outcome if everyone is consulted and, and, we, and we hear out um, those members of the community who haven't necessarily had a voice on this issue before. The historic Commonwealth Hotel in Union Place will finally be reconstructed and restored. Mayor Harding quizzed Council Executive Sean Madigan about costs. You're looking at a sum of $2 million, $2.35 million. That's correct, just part. for the reconstruction, reconstruction of the Commonwealth Hotel. And this has <clears> already <throat> been budgeted and it's been tendered? It, it certainly has. So this is the second stage of the Commonwealth Hotel uh, redevelopment, if you will. Um, there were significant funds required to stabilise um, and deconstruct. Um, as the residents of Ipswich would be aware, it was in a fairly derelict state. Um, so we had to effectively save the structure that was there. Um, and this uh, awarding of this tender um, <coughs> relates to the reconstruction of it to bring it back, hopefully, to its former glory. The expense is, is considerable, effectively, due to the engineering complexity required and the heritage nature uh, of the Commonwealth Hotel. Um, however, we, we do believe um, that the expenditure is warranted given the historical significance of the Commonwealth Hotel to the City of Ipswich. The abolition of a 40 kilometre an hour speed zone decision by the Interim Administrator has been overturned by the new Council. 
Councillor Nicole Jonick. Uh, a report reviewing school zones across the city was presented to the Council's Growth and Infrastructure Committee on the 12th of November 2019. The report noted that due to a change in the state government's school environment safety guidelines, a reassessment of the 40 kilometre school zone on Augusta Parkway was undertaken and the report recommended the existing safety zone be removed. The recommendation was endorsed at this meeting in November last year. Firstly, I would just like to thank the infrastructure and environment team who undertook the appropriate analysis based on the changes to the school environment safety guidelines. Now to reiterate, the new guidelines suggest a school zone outside St Augustine's College along Augusta Parkway is no longer required. However, we all know that a 40 kilometre school zone is there for a purpose to provide an extra layer of protection for the safety of our vulnerable children. Irrespective of guidelines, it is undeniable that every child has the right to get to and from school safely. The increased speed limit has a great potential to put our children's lives in danger, but for what benefit? Through engagement with the school community, including St Augustine's College Principal Mr Graham Mertens, the implications of this change were brought to my attention. Some 1,500 students attend St Augustine's College, which borders this school zone. A significant number of these students live in Brookwater and other students frequent the bus stop across the road. I ask, is it worth putting the lives of these children at risk just to adhere to these guidelines? While pedestrian traffic lights allow for safe crossing of Augusta Parkway, we all know that children do not always follow logic. The guidelines themselves state clearly that children are impulsive, unpredictable and inexperienced. Children do not have the same level of cognitic development that we have as adults and their peripheral vision of a young child is a third narrower than that of an adult's, which means they have difficulties seeing vehicles. Being smaller, they can also be harder for drivers to spot. It is therefore up to the community at large to take on the responsibility for the safety of our children. The stopping distance on a road at 40 kilometres is 26 metres, while at 70 kilometres it is 56 metres, and that is if all drivers adhere to the 70 kilometre speed limit. I implore you to recognise that by removing the current 40 kilometre safety zone outside of St Augustine's College and increasing it to 70 kilometres per hour would put our children in unnecessary and avoidable danger. And finally, Ipswich City Council has renewed its Indigenous Accord, with councillors calling for more regular reporting back to the council meetings. The Mayor closed the meeting with these general comments about debate and discussion of committee reports presented to council meetings. I'll just ask uh, councillors that I made it quite clear in the lead up that I was going to go through each GPC item one by one in all our briefings. Uh, so to come to me today midway through a meeting to change that, I'm, I am disappointed. I think the communications could have been far better. I have a number of reports from the community to discuss things that were in those ones that we are now no longer allowed to discuss. 
So I, I will ring the people that have asked me to raise certain issues that I was not able to um, today. And I just ask as a courtesy that if you're looking at doing that, if you could mention to that to me sometime beforehand so we can discuss beforehand on which items we wish to batch or not, because at the moment... Through the Mayor. Councillor Fechner. You had an opportunity to foreshadow a motion on my procedural motion to pick the ones out that you wish to discuss. I would have been happy to, to, um, to have accepted that. I just think it's courtesy. I was up front um, in the lead-up to, to the meeting that I was going to go through each item one by one um, to have it hoisted upon me midway through the meeting. I'm just saying we're supposed to be communicating and being courteous to each other. That would have been fair for you to tell me beforehand. Through the mayor, I had Councillor um, Johnny. no knowledge that you wanted to go through every item yes. um, because you had topics of discussion on uh, further topics of discussion on them that wasn't through the committee. Councillor Doyle. Through the Mayor though, and, and so I, I know that um, the Mayor did explain in her argument again, she, she did highlight that there were individual matters she wanted to speak to and, and let it be a lesson that we probably should have communicated as a group better rather than doing it, yeah. It is what it is, it's the decision of this, of this when we walk out of here, it's a decision of, of this council, but I just ask for that courtesy of um, if you're wanting to change uh, discussing things at the agenda. I think at the last GPC when we went through the, uh, I think a batch of the first lot, I sort of discussed at the next uh, briefing session that we didn't get to discuss some certain points and I would not be doing that again. Again, I appreciate the, and I respect the vote of, of this council and obviously when I walk out of here, that's, that's what I will do. But again, I'd appreciate the courtesy of, of being informed beforehand. Through the mayor. Um, I'd take full responsibility for my part in here for the communication f falling down. I didn't walk into here today with that expectation, but I am absolutely committed to working with you and fellow councillors mm -hmm. to ensure that we communicate with each other better mm -hmm. moving forward. Um, everybody's working really hard, mm -hmm. but I think it's a case of sometimes we need to work smarter rather than harder. Um, let's, let's, you know, improve our dialogue with each other and Get this sorted. Ipswich Today is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australians since 1999. You can share this podcast from your favourite app, including iHeartRadio, or play Ipswich Today from your smart speaker. Suggestions are welcome for future interviews and topics. Just go to the Ipswich Today Facebook page and leave a message. Music is from Purple Planet Music. This is Alan Roebuck. Thanks for listening. Enjoying Ipswich today? Please share the love on your socials.